let's shift into wellness. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Amber Patchla, health coach, essential oils educator, wellness advocate, and lover of life. In this podcast, we will touch on all things wellness and journey together to become our healthiest and strongest selves in body, mind, and spirit. Join me and my amazing guests every week as we discuss all things health and wellness and how you can take steps to be a happier and healthier version of you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Shift Into Wellness. Thanks so much for being here with me again. Happy December. Happy holidays. (laughs) Happy winter. Oh man, today's episode, I am so proud of. I'm so excited about it. And I'm just so excited for you to listen to it and to welcome your feedback. I can't wait to hear what you all think about this. I think it is an amazing episode, a very important episode, and an episode that can benefit anyone, young, old, male, female, whoever, anyone. And it's one that I was so hopeful that I would get to do. And it's one that has been in the pipes and in the works for a year and a half since I very first started the podcast. This guest was like in my top five of people that I wanted to interview. And I hope I sound okay in it because in the beginning I was a little bit nervous. She's a bit of a Canadian celeb and she is just freaking brilliant. And I think I said the word fabulous like 8,000 times. I was just so excited. (laughs) So without further ado, let me tell you about a bit about uh, this episode. The episode is on inflammation. Inflammation is something that affects so many of us. My own health journey led to a decrease in inflammation, which I've spoken about numerous times. But what I found that is that it is very easy to regain it in weight, in joint pain, in bloat, irritations, the list goes on. So what's the long-term solution? How can we live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle? Bring in the expert. I've wanted to have Julie Daniluk on the podcast since I started it. Julie is the host of reality cooking show, The Healthy Gourmet. She is an award-winning author and she is a nutritionist. Her books, Meals That Heal Inflammation, Hot Detox, and Becoming Sugar-Free are packed with knowledge and information centered around losing inflammation and taking control of your health. Today, Julie explains to us what inflammation actually is, symptoms that we can look out for, the benefits of eating a clean diet, and of course, I asked her all about refined sugars and swaps we can make so we don't miss it as much as we could. I'll attach all of her information in the show notes, but I truly, truly do encourage you to check her out on Instagram, and certainly to get your hands on her books if you can. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do.
Hi, Julie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, Amber, it's a joy. I'm so excited to dive in. It's really, really my pleasure. I love you. I follow you. I think you are Aww. just so brilliant. Oh, thank you. And really, you. really love your books and love your message. And um, as I was saying to you, people um, that listen to my podcast have been very, very in in interested in learning more about inflammation. Um, so important, right? It I sure the is. one thing on people's minds as of late, especially after the pandemic. You got it. Oh, like, how do I get back? How do I get my health sorted? Right? Yes, exactly. Exactly that. So we really appreciate you being here and your Yay. time. Yay. Okay. So I love to start with hearing about people's journeys and, and oh. if you don't mind sharing your own yeah. journey, your health journey, what led you to where you are today? Hmm. So I'll, I'll pick it up from 30 because the early years are crazy. At 30, I actually nearly died of food poisoning in Thailand. I, I did a big trip around the world. I know you're a big traveler too. Mm -hmm. And when I landed in Thailand, I was in a tiny island called Koh Phang Yang, which didn't have uh, proper refrigeration. So they only had refrigeration 12 hours a day, which is extremely dangerous. And I didn't understand that. So uh, the tiny little roadside stand that I, I went to, they weren't refrigerating their chicken and their shellfish correctly. And that's why I nearly died from it because I, I went back to my tiny little place and tried to sort it out myself. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to take my homeopathics and I'm going to be fine. Well, no, there's a tipping point where you lose all of your fluids. The fluids were flying out from everywhere mm -hmm. and I could not sustain enough fluid balance. So my fever climbed way over 105, which starts to be brain frying and I lost control of my limbs and I had to be carried to a nursing station. There's no doctors there. So they carried me physically. Somebody was so kind to carry me over and they had to pump me full of antibiotics to save my life. Like when they saw me, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so far gone. So after rehydrating me, giving me massive doses of antibiotics, when I finally got home, I ended up having post-infectious colitis, which ended up causing arthritis and bursitis. So my right hip was shot my joints were aching like crazy. I was, I was completely cyclically sick because I would end up every 28 days or so, I would just have like the worst um, symptoms like Jardia. I couldn't believe all the different co-infections I had and I had to figure it out. And the guy I just started seeing was so kind and he was putting up with it, but I was realizing like I was crushing his life as much as mine. I was totally unfunctional. And then I had this epiphany one night when he was holding my hair, I was violently ill again. And he's like, what are you going to do to heal? And I kind of looked up at him and I'm like, I'll do anything because man, I'm going to lose you and you're hot. And I don't want to, <laughs> so I better get this sorted. So I finally made a commitment the next day to take everything out of my menu because I was still comfort eating. You know, my favorite things were like Rice Krispie squares and cold cereal with milk and all that stuff just had to go. And I started eating warming, soothing food, like baby food. Like I started going back to just having squash and bone broth and avocado and things that were extremely easy to digest for me. And lo and behold, I was able to get into remission in about a year and have consistently built my health back to the point where I might've felt 60 in a 30 year old body. And now that I'm 52, I feel 
absolutely like I'm 30 again. And, mm. and I just am so excited because I've wrapped all of that into my books and I want mm. to share with people how they can get out of pain because there's so many different varieties of pain, but the root causes are often uh, really the same. And once we get to the root causes, we see people's symptoms just magically vanish and people start to feel uh, like their old selves again. So that's yes. my mission on this planet is to pay it forward. That's amazing. And that sounds freaking terrifying. <laughs> Holy shit. Because <laughs> I was traveling uh, on the other side of the country, you mm. know, not like my parents were there to take care of me. So the other side of the world. Yeah, that's freaking yeah. crazy. Well, we sure appreciate not that that happened to you, but the, <laughs> the these side effects that have come, that have come from it, and all the knowledge that you have shared with us. So, tell us. Let's get into inflammation. Sure. We hear the word; it's almost like a buzzword these days. Uh, sure, it is. Tell us, tell us what it is, and and sure. really how it affects us, and how it can sure. affect different people differently. Even sure. So, inflammation is your body's emergency healing response system, and it's triggered like the the red light on the dashboard of your car when we have a major emergency and we have to get to the root cause because there's certain triggers that will cause that. And if we do have that trigger, then it's just, if people can just understand that those symptoms, which are redness, heat, swelling, uh, pain and loss of function. So there's actually five actual cardinal signals that are coming in. And, you know, we're so used to pain, you know, everyone goes, oh yeah, I'm inflamed, I'm in pain, or maybe even some redness, some heat and some swelling, that makes sense. But the fifth one, people really have no idea, which is loss of function and like loss of flexibility, loss of memory, loss of heart capacity. So all of a sudden you can't run down the street anymore. That sort of loss of function is the most important symptom to look at because it's silent. If we don't tap into that, people can end up having a deadly heart attack or developing dementia, and then you can't get them back. Mm. But we want to, I mean, you can recover from a heart attack, but you can see how it can be a deadly situation. So that's why we want to really pay attention and, uh, you know, not live with inflammation because how many people say, oh, you know, I'm just getting old. I'm like, yeah. no, actually, it, you don't have to feel that old. You can get back to a place where you, you bound out of bed with lots of energy and you, you have the flexibility in your joints again. Like I see it all the time in my practice. So I know it's possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fabulous. That makes sense. Okay. So in your book, you talk about the, the causes of inflammation. And you said that you've narrowed it down now. We can, we can go through four. So what yes. would you say are the four main causes of inflammation in our lives? Sure. They all start with the letter I. So now it's the four eyes of inflammation. So think like a librarian wearing, wearing glasses and you can kind of uh, keep this in mind. They all start with I. The number one is injury. Everyone remembers that one because you've twisted an ankle. You're going to have inflammation to heal it. Then infections. We saw that with the pandemic we just came through, massive inflammation. That's what was killing people, was this cytokine storm, this inflammation storm in the body that was causing 
clots in the lungs, you know, these really dangerous things were taking people out. So we want to deal with infections and we can absolutely give the immune system what it needs to respond fast so that small infections don't manifest into raging infections like I had. Mm. And then the, the next one up is we want to deal with nutritional imbalances that are causing hormonal imbalances. So they're very intrinsically tied. The imbalance piece is huge. And if we solve big nutritional deficiencies, like they just realized that vitamin D is critically important for the immune system. And if we don't have enough of it, then respiratory infections can rage out of control. So we really want to keep on top of that one. Mm. And then the last piece is actually irritations caused by toxins and allergies. So if you are allergic to something and you keep eating it, which was, hey, I was doing that. I was having like, you know, wheat cereal with corn and lots of dairy. And that was creating a ton of digestive inflammation. Mm -hmm. And here I am trying to recover from a digestive infection and the combination was causing joint pain. So there's that irritation piece. And I can't say enough how important it is for us to get rid of toxins as well, because heavy metals, phthalates, PCBs, all of these accumulated, there's 80,000 toxins in our environment. And if we don't help the liver out, it gets completely overwhelmed. Your poor liver has to do 400 jobs and it won't have a chance to get rid of toxins if it's too busy, you know, dealing with the day to day, like the house cleaning of, whoa, we've had half a bottle of wine last night. <laughs> it's not going to be happy to get rid of all the other things, right? Yeah. So there's a big piece there. So I hope that covers it. The four eyes of inflammation. Yes. Okay. That's amazing. I love that. Um, and the toxins, it's a big thing. I mean, I, I went through a major detoxification journey of my own, um, mm. last year and, uh, just cleaning up things in the household alone, you know, bringing in essential oils and swapping out chemicals and this sort of thing yeah. was massive for it. And I mean, I love, I'm going to obviously attach everything of yours on uh, in the show notes, but I love following you on Instagram too, because you really simplify it and you explain to people not only like why, but how that's going to help you as well. Right. Um, and it's really important because I think it, we really need to put it into people's faces because it's a lot of people still aren't really accepting it. You know, my parents included, they kind of roll their eyes at me and, you know, we've eaten gluten our whole life or we've done this our whole life and we've used pine salt our whole lives. Well, you know, this is why these, you know, th these things are occurring in, in their health and things like this. So, yeah, um, I find it really interesting that we are such creatures of habit. We really only get a hundred decisions a day, but we have like well over a thousand decisions to make. So you got to automate life. And that's what you just did. Like you just automate your cleaning supplies yeah. so that when you go to grab it, you don't have to make a decision between the bleach or the peroxide. You're just <laughs> going to have the peroxide, right? Like there's, there's a way to simplify it. Same with food. Like I just don't bring it in the house. And when I open my freezer, I'm going to have this delicious uh, dairy-free ice cream that doesn't have sugar in it, or I'm going to have pizza crust that doesn't have any grains. So my gut is happy after I enjoy a treat. So I really believe we need to have tons of pleasure 
and we need to train the brain that, hey, this is fun too, so that we don't feel deprived because a human deprived will not last. It feels like food prison and it's no fun. So I'm yes. all like, okay, let's find you fun in a new paradigm that actually gets you the results you want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that because it's really hard. It's really hard for a lot of people to remove things and we're going to get to sugar very soon. <laughs> um, but right before that, what would you say our biggest focus then should be when trying to lose inflammation? Like, is it, a, is it a, all of those things? Is it a variety of things like nutrition, movement, sleep, you know, all yeah. the cores or what, what, what's it do? Is there one that you're just like, this would be the biggest thing to help you? Well, I mean, I, of course, being a nutritionist, I'm going to prioritize nutrition. Mm -hmm. One thing I found really interesting is, is there was a certain point in my recovery about three or four years in where I thought I could eat my way out of inflammation. And then I realized I needed to rehabilitate my injuries to get completely out of pain because I had like a car accident and I had some really bad discs in my lower back. And the only thing that got me out of pain was actually getting into the gym and getting strong because as I strengthened my core, my back pain was completely alleviated, even though on an MRI, you could see a bulging disc. It wasn't a problem. Mm. So that's the really cool thing is how much you can strengthen around injuries. Like people will say to me, oh, you know, I need knee surgery. And I'm like, well, have you actually tried like this really cool therapeutic technique that builds up all the muscles around the knee, taking the kneecap up off the knee so that there's not the, the bone on bone grinding going on? And like, no, I didn't know you could try that. And people are canceling knee surgeries. So I want people to believe that if we layer in, I kind of see it as, as the four major things you can do. We got to eat well to reduce the pain on a chemical level, but then we've got to strengthen ourselves and do physical movement so that we can get back into alignment because if a body is completely out of alignment, it's going to start grading on each other, right? Those, those body parts are not going to be fluid. And then the other major thing is we've got to work on our emotional pain. Because physical, I find those emotional traumas play into our physical pain, like nobody's business, especially people with headaches, people with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, because there's often a, a mystery component. And when we clear a lot of that pain away, then all of a sudden we can get to uh, resolving those physical pains and not to take away from the fact that you know, five miles of chronic fatigue, totally legit. Like mm -hmm. there's mold involvement or Lyme disease, or those are all infection causes. But um, I just personally have found as I've worked through um, traumatic moments in my life, that there's like a lifting, like a blanket that comes off. That's really exciting. And that's why we try to work um, sort of 3D healing, I call it mm. <laughs> three dimensional healing mm -hmm. where we have fun, fitness and food in order to heal inflammation. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I think everybody will love that. <laughs> okay. Amazing. And then, so I feel like we've sort of gone over this already, but say we start making these changes and we introduce, um, 
better choices into our into our uh, lifestyle in terms of nutrition and and movement and these sort of things. How will we know when we start to lose inflammation in our bodies? Ah, well, oftentimes we see those five symptoms start to disappear. So your your swelling, your redness, your heat, your pain um, dissipate, and then you get your function back. Like. What people don't know about me is at the height of my illness, I had a stammer. I couldn't put thoughts together clearly. And it was terrifying me. I'm like, I'm 32 years old and I, I can't speak clearly. Like I'm the beginnings of dementia. Wow. So if people have memory loss. If people have um, like their brain doesn't coordinate with their mouths anymore. There's so many things we can do to get that function back. Or, you know, I used to feel chronic pain in the knee that I broke. I broke my knee and uh, going downstairs was excruciating. Mm. It was so stiff and swollen and painful. And now I've run down the stairs and there are times where I get just like that moment of, I, I, I can't believe I can do this. Like, how cool is it that I have this function back? Because people lose function and it becomes their new normal. And I want people to have that epiphany that they shouldn't accept a new normal of dysfunction. They should really do everything we can to recapture our vitality. I believe it's totally possible because I've had, you know, I've been in practice for 23 years now and I've had well over a thousand testimonials of people who've had extraordinary results and people who have lost 50 pounds, people who, <laughs> I think one of the greatest per, uh, people I've ever worked with, she actually went through such a transformation. She lost over a hundred pounds and she went from completely sedentary, unable to even use the seatbelt extender on the plane mm. to running a marathon. Oh, jeez! She ran a marathon. That's incredible. <laughs> She lost a hundred pounds yeah. and got her life back. Yeah. And with all that amazing extra energy, she ended up realizing her dream, which was to build a library in Africa with 15,000 donated books. Do you understand the mental it would take to receive all these books, put them in a shipping container, ship them to Africa, fly to Africa without the seatbelt extender, super stoked, land, <laughs> receive her books, and open her library. And the pictures just give me goosebumps. Oh. Kids like so excited to hang out with her. And yeah, so Marg Beautiful. is one of the greatest uh, examples of what you get when you let go of inflammation. Like everyone's like, oh, I, I don't want to give up. My, I love chips. Yeah. I love a glass of wine. I'm like, <laughs> wouldn't you love to manifest your greatest dreams a little bit more? Yes. <laughs> There's so much there. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love the whole tying it all into um, the mental health as well, because that's what it is, you know, like. Totally. Like she freed, she freed herself into being, being able to pursue her dreams, um, by her lifestyle choices, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, I think that that's, I think that's really fabulous. And a lot of people don't really realize all the benefits. I think that a, a lot of people, um, will put together like losing inflammation simply with weight loss. Right not with loss of like the emotional traumas and 
and um, regaining strength and health and, and, and abilities. So thank you for pointing that out. I think making people aware that this can also lead to a better lifestyle and happiness mm -hmm. and joy is incredible. Yeah. And I know that you've been on this amazing healing journey. Like one of the great things that I learned from Peter Atia was one of my, my nutrition favorites out there. He said, why don't you write down what you want to be able to do in the last decade of your life, mm. write down like what, what you're willing to live with in the way of function it's going to help you live into that. Like you're training for a marathon. You would never go run a marathon. You would, you know, set out a training schedule on this date. I'm going to run 5k. And on this date, I'm going to run 10k. Yeah. Same goes with aging gracefully. It's like, can we say in the last decade of my life, I want to be able to lift my great grandkids over my head. Like this is a huge task. Lifting and pushing is so huge but what if you couldn't carry your grandchild because you're too infirm? It's so sad when you see like they can barely hold them carefully in their arms because there's such fragility there. That's yes. what gets me excited about living to a hundred with a health span that's rocking. Is yes. that if you can have a health span versus just a lifespan, then you're joyful in the last decade of your life versus that slow decline that makes people really sad. Yes, 100%. And we see too much of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, thanks, Julie. Your newest book is titled Becoming Sugar Free. So tell us all about sugar and why it's the most harmful food ingredient to our health. Well, sugar is a stripped out refined white powder that truly causes us to have powerful levels of inflammation. So what happens is we spike our hormone called insulin and mm -hmm. insulin is a driver of inflammation, but it's also the, the megaphone that says, I don't need this calorie, pack it away as fat, which is really problematic because it's driving weight gain, which is one of the largest causes of inflammation in our whole body. When we mm -hmm. have extra adipose tissue, unfortunately, they're like little inflammation factors. So we need to really check that. And also sugar creates dissonance and creates something called age, which I think is so funny. So <laughs> sugar causes age, which is advanced glycation and products. And the acronym literally spells out age. And glycating the cells is super dangerous because when we glycate our eyes, we develop cataracts. Mm. So sugar drives cataracts, sugar drives arthritis. Cause when we have that glycation happen in our joints, it's arthritis. When we have that glycation happen in our arteries, it's heart disease. When we have that glycation happen in our skin, we end up withering and having a lot of wrinkles. So they've actually done twin studies where they're aging, they're, they're watching these twins as they age. And if one of them is a raging type two diabetic with high blood sugar, mm -hmm. they will have greater levels of skin inflammation and wrinkles it, than their twin that does not have that level of inflammation because their blood sugar is managed. Wow. So measuring and managing our blood sugar as we get older is critically important. Mm. And it's one of the things that I 
have now taken so seriously. So I'll look at something delicious and I'm like, how much of that can I eat before I'm driving my inflammation really high? Yeah. So it's moderated the amount of refined carbohydrate, well, the amount of carbohydrates for me, because my family has been, there's a lot of um, actual type two diabetes in my family. And I'm like, not on my watch because I used to be a card carrying sugar addict. I used mm. to eat an entire box of cookies. I used to uh, make chip witches with the entire box of cookies and a pint of ice cream. Yeah. So that kind of behavior, a whole bucket of caramel corn without being able to stop, like just, you know, you wonder why I nearly died of food poisoning. My gut flora was so bad. <laughs> but now it's how do I, how do I turn back all of that? damage and make sure that my blood sugar is managed as I go into my senior years. And I hope everyone hearing this goes, okay, blood sugar is the most important thing, managing to keep your blood sugar nice and level, not too high, not too low, but in that Goldilocks zone would be ideal. How do you test that? How would, how would we know? Sure. Well, you can actually get a tester for home where you just prick your finger, measure your blood like a diabetic would. But an easier method is a two-week trial using a continuous glucose monitor. Mm -hmm. so you would slap one of these little badges on. They're like a tiny little disc that's the size of a quarter. You slap it on your arm. And for two weeks, it's going to tell you the most incredible data. It's going to tell you every single food you eat that's causing you to have a high spike of insulin because it turns out everyone's different. Mm. So for some people, their Achilles heel is white rice, which right. spikes your blood sugar almost faster than anything. For other people, it's white boiled mashed potatoes. That's insanely high on the glycemic index. Mm. For somebody else, it's it's candy. You know, candy is going to universally use blood sugar, <laughs> but you know, it's good to test it. So yeah. I had something in my uh, blind spot because I'm off grains and off of gluten, of course, being a grain. And I was being really, really strict. And I was at the farmer's market and I discovered these gorgeous tapioca crepes. Did you ever uh, mm -hmm. try those in Toronto? They're so good. They're from Brazil and they're stuffed full of really healthy farm market ingredients. Mm. And I was chewing on those. And then I tested with my, my continuous glucose monitor and just about fell off my chair. Like my blood sugar was 14. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I can't believe it. It's just a harmless little crepe. So you start to understand that it's the refining of food because cassava is a root that's really healthy and high in fiber, but tapioca is the white refined version of cassava. And when you strip away all that fiber, that's going to jam your blood sugar super high. Mm. That's what you want to be careful of. And uh, just keep testing and you, you'll find your own list of foods that you want to moderate or eliminate. Okay. I really love making sure we buffer our blood sugar by having lots of fiber, fat, and protein, because those three foods slow down the absorption of sugars so that you don't have screaming high blood sugar. If you want to have a treat, buffer it. Think of it like you need a crossing guard to get that baby across the street. Mm. So if you are going to have sugar, you better wrap it in some nice fiber so it doesn't do crazy havoc in the middle of the road. <laughs> okay. I love that. So what could you give us just Quickly, could you give us an example of something like that? Like what is, sure. what would sugar and fiber, you know, what would be an example of, of some sort of a treat like that then? Sure. So if you wanted to have, say, breakfast where you're having a ton of, of fruit, 
instead of just having really sugary fruit like mango all by itself, could you blend it down with some protein powder and then have some lovely chia seeds in there mm. that are ground? And that's going to make a buffered, wonderful pudding yes. that's going to give you the sweetness of the mango, but the protein and the fiber and the fat from the chia is going to slow that mango way down so it doesn't cause an insulin spike. Perfect. Thank you. That makes perfect sense. Okay, great. Cool. Thank you. Okay, so when we're talking about, when I'm saying sugar right now, we're talking about, well, I'm talking about refined white sugar. Okay. So why, what makes it, why is it so addictive? Like I have friends and family members that are literally like, I could never give up sugar. I will never give up sugar. I'm addicted to sugar. What is it about that? That just makes people nuts. And, and how do you recommend that people start to remove it from their diets? So sugar is the largest trigger of dopamine of all foods on the planet. And dopamine is our reward. So it, it actually, when they've scanned brains, it's a similar response to when we take drugs. So it's absolutely the most addictive food on the planet. Mm. Your dopamine is just, it's like sitting on your dopamine receptors. You're like, bang, 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 bang. It feels so good to eat sugar. And also people in the moment feel temporarily also an elevation in serotonin, which is your calming anti-anxiety hormone. So how many people eat out of anxiety? They're like, I can't handle life. And that's why most people gained 20 pounds during the pandemic is because they were isolated, they were lonely, mm. they were anxious, and food was a legal drug for them. Yeah. So, so many of us, and then layer on our, our historical connection to sugar and the fact that when you were a child, I mean, let's go all the way back when you were being breastfed, human breast milk is much higher in sugar than cow's milk. That's why we all love ice cream because ice cream is frozen breast milk. Essentially, it has the same fat, sugar and protein ratio to human breast milk. So when you're craving that ice cream, you're literally running from mama. You're like, oh, that's what I need. I need mama. So there's an emotional immediate. Uh, I'm going to be OK when we eat sugar. So. The only thing to keep in mind is that we can have those dopamine uh, connections with substitutions. We just need to find them and make sure that they work for us. So for example, I use monk fruit, which is an amazing uh, zero calorie sweetener from Asia that all the studies we have on it thus far is it's perfectly safe. Um, it's just a fruit. It's a melon actually from Asia but it just so happens to trick the tongue into thinking it's sweet, but it's not. And uh, it tastes so good. Like I'm drinking it in my tea right now. Mm -hmm. I don't need to sweeten anything. And I have so many wonderful recipes in the book that give you the sweetness and show you how to use monk fruit and, and even another herbal sweetener called stevia. A lot of people have tried stevia once and they're like, oh my gosh, no, I, I don't like um, stevia because it tastes like licorice. I'm like, ah, but did you know sour totally crushes that licorice taste? So if we put a couple drops of stevia behind lemon, we have the most addictive lemonade, like delicious, mm. no calories. If we put it behind cranberry juice or cranberries, all of a sudden we can make a cranberry 
um, sauce for, for the holidays without having our blood sugar soaring from that. So if we're having our turkey and we're having some wonderful cranberry sauce with that, all of a sudden we're not having the, the turkey coma nearly as badly because we're not combining high sugar with, mm. with the protein, right? So I really mm. feel that it's all conquerable. It's just finding those direct substitutions and also having the emotional support. So I went back to school to become an emotional eating um, psychology coach because I needed to have people get the reasons why they eat sugar because they're really a lot of deep seated reasons like were you rewarded with sugar as a as yes a, right that's huge yeah were you left alone with food because your parents were overwhelmed and they're like here just sit here and have a lollipop while you watch tv yeah so your brain is hardwired to self-soothe with sugar when you're lonely so there's so many reasons why and once we know the why we can break that pattern by giving ourselves a new reward that actually feeds us in the moment, makes us feel safe and loved in the moment, but also helps us long-term, helps us feel like, oh, I, I can do this again and again. It's just, it's just creating those new choices so that it becomes automated. Because remember, we only have 100 choices a day. So if we automate to have a lovely choice with an alternative to sugar, eventually, I just reach for that. So I have gummy bears that don't have any sugar in them. I auto go to those. I don't like look for regular gummy bears in the store. Right. Like, it wouldn't even cross my mind because mm -hmm. I know how good I feel having my blood sugar level. I don't want to wreck that. So I now crave the feeling of wellness versus the craving the sugar. You, you can trump it. I know it because I, hey, I'm like recovered sugar addict for living proof. How do you feel about maple syrup and honey? Yeah. So honey has a lot of benefits when it's raw. Mm -hmm. Raw honey is sort of my methadone to the heroin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's a drug onto itself, but it yeah. doesn't nearly damage the body or cause severe addiction. So honey actually has this power to kill negative microbes in your body. So they've tested honey and realized that it's so strong as an antibiotic that you can pack wounds with it. You can heal burns and not have them get infected. You can put it on a sore throat and help to battle back a sore throat, like an actual infection causing the sore throat. So there's a lot of great benefits to raw honey, but we want to try to keep it raw because when you cook it, you destroy that antibiotic quality. Oh, okay. That's coming from in part the peroxide in the honey. So know that as the bees are constructing the honey, they're they're creating this peroxide that actually works as an antiseptic when you use it. So it's really important for us to, yeah, try to keep it raw and add it at the end. So for example, I don't really make super sweet, um, say banana muffins. I'll make banana muffins just with bananas. They're not quite as sweet. And then if I want a little bit of raw um, honey, I'll put it on as I eat it. And then all of a sudden you've got okay. that pop of honey, but you're keeping it raw, which is mm. way better. Okay. Now I will say the benefits of maple syrup is that it's high in a really crazy antioxidant called quibiquinone. And I'm here in Quebec and you are in the North where they, we make a lot of maple syrup. Yes. <laughs> antioxidant 
benefits, but the downside is it's extremely high in sugar. It's 85% sucrose. So it's totally not a good idea if you're dealing with diabetes or you're attempting to lose weight by not having those insulin spikes because you really need to keep your your blood sugar balanced if you want to have a run at, at letting go of fat off your body. If you want to really work on weight loss, maple syrup is not in your plan. Okay. Yeah. All right. So keep it in moderation too. I kind of forget this too, because I do love to use it as a sweetener. Um, <laughs> but, but you're right. We, we, we forget that it is, uh, it is full of sugar, but I do try to find, um, I'm very lucky up here in that we have a lot of, like you said, it's produced and we have a lot of local maple syrup or local, um, raw honey, which is nice too. Cause then you know where it's coming from. Right. If I had to choose just honey doesn't pop your insulin nearly as much as the, the maple syrup. Okay. Yeah. Very good to know. Okay, Julie, thank you. So lastly, I wanted to ask you if other than cutting out sugar, obviously, what is your best piece of advice to someone embarking on an anti-inflammatory lifestyle journey? I would love you to go through Um, a process of just writing down what you eat and starting to look for clues of what's causing your pain. So if you get a stomach ache after you eat a certain food, then you would have the clues right in front of you. So I want you to become your own Sherlock Holmes and be like, hmm, what are my big triggers? Because we all have different triggers. You know, some people are allergic to nuts. Other people can't eat eggs. Other people are terrible with gluten. And be open to the fact that you might be allergic to what, in fact, you're in love with. Because unfortunately, there's this crazy thing where your body creates a lot of adrenaline when you're eating something you're allergic to. You know, almost like, you know what an EpiPen is, eh? Mm -hmm. It's an adrenaline pen. It's epinephrine. So when we eat something we're allergic to, our body expresses some adrenaline or epinephrine to um, really buffer us from... Um, having a really horrible, horrible allergic reaction. So we end up chasing the adrenaline or chasing, mm. you know, that it's, it's adrenaline in some countries and the same word is also epinephrine in other countries. So it depends mm. where you are, mm-hmm. but you are chasing that adrenaline. So just like an adrenaline junkie, like I love to scuba dive with sharks. I love to scuba dive, uh, you know, really deep depths that are super mm. stupid. That kind of adrenaline seeking behavior is very similar to people who are in fact um, having, whenever you're chasing the high, ask yourself, hmm, I think I'm a little too in love with this. Like people who eat a whole block of cheese, yes. they have yeah. to have brie and a glass of wine after nine. Like then we're like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> massive hot flashes. That might be something to look at. So okay. I'm, I'm all about helping people um, become that detective. And if people need help with that, know that we run the most powerful support group. So we now have a hundred, we're 150 thrivers strong, where we get together every Wednesday night and we cover off one of these pillars of reducing the inflammation. So one time we'll look at all the plants that reduce inflammation. Another time we'll do a cooking class. Another time we'll do a movement class, which is super safe and within people's range of motion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're really covering off all the ways to get rid of it. And then we do yoga classes regularly to reduce your stress. And it's really affordable. So we really are trying to offer something to get. And that was born out of the pandemic, actually, because people were stuck at home and desperate to connect 
And it's just so beautiful that we now have this place that everyone can come and it's neat that I, I found the website thrivewithjulie.com. So if you want to come be, become a thriver, you can uh, jam with us in our anti-inflammatory support group. I love it. I'm totally going to attach that in the show notes. It sounds fabulous. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we'll put that in. Where else can people find you? I mean, I definitely alluded to your Instagram account a couple of times, so we know you're there and I will attach that. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm on all social media platforms. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram is a very popular favorite Mm -hmm. and it's just my name. So at Julie Danilek. So I have a crazy Ukrainian name, but I'll, I'll, uh, you know, if you could, if you're just hearing this, then it's uh, Julie and then D-A-N-I-L-U-K. So you would just remember it's Dan, I, luck without the C and you're there. <laughs> Perfect. Not that bad. You know, it's not some crazy Polish last name like we see. <laughs> All right. That's amazing, Julie. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was, as I knew it would be totally informative. I will um, added uh, links, um, attachments for your books as well. I really, really love them. And, um, we just really appreciate, uh, oh, so you fun. helping everybody the way that uh, you do. You have, you have a great relaxing manner that brings the best out of people. So thanks for creating the sandbox in which we play in. Oh man. I appreciate that. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you were able to gain some new insight and knowledge into wellness. The goal here is to develop habits for long-term success in health and happiness. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would subscribe and follow and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Let's continue our shift into wellness, support each other along the way, and be the best we can be from the inside out.